Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to The Sports Fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Fantasy Jocks. Looking to upgrade your league trophy? Check out FantasyJocks.com for championship belts, rings, trophies, and more. Sports Fix listeners, don't wait all day or all week to get in on the fun. The party doesn't stop when we go off the air all week long. The Sports Fix social media sites are your one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports. Jump over to Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix and become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talk in town, Daddy. You'll enjoy talking to your fellow Cleveland sports fans on The Sports Fix fan page. And if Twitter's your thing, well, you know how we do it. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. It's that simple. Twitter.com slash the Sports Fix CLE, baby. Chat live with the crew during all your favorite Cleveland sports events, tickets and contests and trivia and so much more. Get with us today, the Sports Fix on social media. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. Join, Join the, the Sports, sports Fix, fix on, on Facebook and Twitter today. today. I'm Tyler Zeller, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. Live in Ohio, it's time to get your fix. The Sports Fix. Okay, okay, here I am. I'm there. I'm just getting the last-minute social media plugs and posts out when we start the show. Man, it's hard when the the internet slows you down because I've got a I've got a set routine. It's like uh, it's like you know the rhythm. You hit it, boom, boom, boom. Then they start slowing you down. You're like, come on, brother. You're messing with my rhythm here, man. But anyways, we're in. We're loaded, locked. Big show today. Big next couple of days. I'll go through that with you guys here. Uh, just an extended slate of guests. I was uh, talking to Doug Plagans this morning. I said it's like a big jigsaw puzzle trying to fit everybody's schedules into here with the show and, and the live schedule and all of that. But uh, we're going to do it. Some things are going to be switched around. The Browns, of course, they switched their day this week to Thursday night. So we moved some things from there. We've got Jessica I, who's going to be with us here a little bit later on today. Who else is new this week? Coach Waters is going to be with us. Doug Plagans, he's actually supposed to be on with us on Tuesdays. Doug Plagans going to be with us tomorrow. We got a loaded 
slate. Wednesday, loaded. Thursday, a little bit of a different Friday lineup. Uh, it's going to be all good this week. And today as well, Jessica I, Evil Eye, as I said, from right here in Northeast Ohio. You've seen her come up. If you're an MMA fan, you've seen her through the NAAFS. You've seen her through Bellator. You've seen her all the way up now to the UFC. She's going to be on pay-per-view next week. We're going to talk to Jessica I here just about Oh, 30, 35 minutes from now. Before that, Jeff Gorman from Indians101.com is going to join us here. Indians today announced that they've signed a two-year contract extension with manager Terry Francona. We're going to talk. It's the beginning of the moves in the offseason now for the Indians. Teams have laid out their qualifying offers. I saw there was about a a dozen or so teams that laid out this year. It's going to be, what, $15.3 million. I saw Kung Fu Panda. I saw Victor Martinez was one of them. Uh, Teams that uh, are guaranteeing those players that much money. And as we've seen, that definitely uh, comes into play, but it's a higher level of qualifying offer guys this year. We'll talk about some of that. All of that. Matter of fact, Jeff Gorman says he's got a list that he's putting together here uh, of some of the realistic targets that he thinks the Indians go after this offseason. So we're going to talk all of that here with Jeff Gorman. Jessica Eyes here. Dr. Football. Bill Chekis in the house. We'll talk Browns. Bengals with him. We'll talk about some of the games here this week. Monday night football last night. (laughs) You know what? What did I learn? Learn my lesson again. Never count on the Indianapolis Colts for anything like we didn't learn that in 2007 here in Cleveland when the Browns missed the playoffs because the Colts decided to not go out there and try during their final game of the season I'm sure some of you guys remember that one well they did it to me again last night needed 40 points in our sports fix fantasy football challenge to win my game with Andrew Luck standing between it and I'm like okay hey you know what he averages 40 points a week in our league this is doable Six minutes to go in the third quarter. That man's already got 350 yards, four touchdowns, 38 fantasy points. I'm going, wow, I'm going to win this thing, man. And then the man proceeded to throw one pass for four friggin' yards the rest of the game as they ran out the clock, as they ran and ran and ran some more, and uh, and never Never added another fantasy point to Andrew Luck from that much time left in the game. You know what? You guys can just kiss my rear end over there with the Colts, man. The Browns better slap Andrew Luck and the Colts around. <laughs> it could be easier for me to say than them to do uh, when the teams play each other because I'm not happy with Mr. Luck at all, man. Uh, I don't care if he set records last fifth straight. By the way, uh, all joking aside, fifth straight road game. An NFL record for Andrew Luck, 350-plus yards passing on the road. Fifth straight one. Sets an NFL record there. Man, I'll tell you, uh, that's a high-level offense over there for sure uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. And and, and Andrew Luck, will just he'll throw it. He's got that arm. He'll put it in anywhere. He's the man. And uh, except for last night, he's not the man anymore. No, but seriously, don't trust on the Colts to do anything for you. You got to... You better get your own destiny in your hand because if you need the Colts to help you out, they'll leave you two points short sitting on the sidelines going, man, really? Really? 21 minutes of football. You guys aren't going to throw another pass the rest of the game. Thank you very much. As the uh, Colts roll last night, luck in the Colts take care of the New York Giants. Uh, speaking of the Browns and, and Bengals, Dr. Football, I'm just going to throw this out here. Then we'll kick out and open up the show here. Uh, Browns and the Bengals. I saw this from Stats Incorporated, and I just thought 
This was interesting. Doesn't surprise me at all. Maybe the the frame of reference, because this will wrap in a lot of you guys that remember the last time there were meaningful games between the Browns and the Bengals on a regular basis. But uh, Stats Inc. pulled up this kind of weird one here I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, Post-Week 10. Now, I'm not talking about any of the you know, previous nine weeks of the season, but from week 10 and later, which is where we are now, week 10, when the Browns and the Bengals meet each other, this is the first time that these two teams have met each other in week 10 or later with a share of first place in the balance of the division since 1986. 1986. That's how long it's been with the Browns and the Bengals and both teams being meaningful and at the top of the division in the second half of the season. I'm just saying for perspective. When I saw that, I I thought for sure. I knew it was obviously the entire time the Browns had been back. But to go back to 86, that even backs up 10 years of the Browns, of the real Browns, before they left, you know, Modell's Browns. So that even goes back there. That's 86. That's the uh, the first playoff run there with Bernie, with the first one falling short to Denver there. So since November of that 86 season, that is the last time that the Browns and the Bengals have met with a share of first place on the line in the division, whether it was the Central or now the North. Since 1986, this late in the season. Just thought that was a, an interesting aside here for the game coming up. It's going to be such a legit test for the Browns, especially the Browns' defense. going to be such a test there. And we'll talk about that with Dr. Football. Jessica I coming up. Jeff Gorman and more. Let's do it. Welcome in, guys, to the Sports Fix. I am your host, the Big Daddy, on the microphone. J-Rock Jerry Myers with you guys here each and every weekday, noon, live, Across the Sports Fix Radio Network, maybe you're enjoying the show live on our website, thesportsfix.net, the mothership. If you're not, I behoove you. Go bookmark it today. It's your one-stop shop for all things Sports Fix in Cleveland sports. Hit us up there, thesportsfix.net. Maybe you're listening to the show on TuneIn. I see my man Larry being a clown down there in the chat room. Maybe you're listening to us live on TuneIn and TuneIn's radio app worldwide, listening on Spreaker and Mixler or in the Mixler chat room over there, M-I-X-L-R, by the way, .com if you guys are looking for it. It's a cool uh, interactive little chat box that you can use to talk to some of the listeners of the show. (laughs) Thank you, guys, no matter how you're listening live. And thanks and welcome to each of you listening around, thousands of you around the world, listening 24-7 on digital delay, on iHeartRadio, the world's largest internet radio provider, on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and SoundCloud, CarPlay, all the different places that you may podcast, download, subscribe, feed, listen to the show Live or in delay. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Once again, I tell you all the time, uh, I'm the one that's that's fortunate here because I get to do this each and every day with you guys. And that is why this is not my show. This is our show. This is your show, baby. This is the alternative in Cleveland Sports Radio. And that's why we open up the phones. 216 
539-7535. As the words are coming out of my mouth, I realize that I'm not going to open up the phones until the back end of the show today just because we're going to get rolling with things here right off the top. But I will open the phones when I do. The phone number, that's not right, Bruce, 216-539-7535. If you can't get through or if I'm not opening up the phones, facebook.com slash the sports fix or just search for the sports fix on Facebook. Tweet with us 24 24- Seven at the Sports Fix C L E all one word the Sports Fix C L E and remember you can hit us up if you've got questions for any of our guests right there and you can email us all the time at the Sports Fix at AOL.com. Again, Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix C L E. Email us, thesportsfix at AOL.com. If you missed it, I was saying at the beginning of the show, normally Doug Plagans is with us. On Tuesdays here, Lake Erie Monsters play-by-play guy. He's going to be with us tomorrow here. A little bit of a change. I told you we've got some things up in the air here this week. Everybody's with us. We're just moving some things around. Tomorrow's loaded. Not just Doug Plagan's going to be here, but... On the eve of the tip-off of the season, Coach Waters, Gary Waters, the CSU Vikings men's basketball head coach, he'll be here tomorrow. Eddie Jansen will be here tomorrow. We'll talk about the Cavs in Portland as they get things rolling from more than a fan Cleveland. And, of course, Dan Wismar previewing the big Buckeyes and Spartans game coming up this weekend. So it's loaded tomorrow here on the Sports Fix. So Doug Plagans, if you're tuning in, Monsters fans, he will be with us tomorrow. Matter of fact, kicking off hour two tomorrow of the Sports Fix. Doug Plagans will be here. But that's tomorrow. This is now. Jessica Evil Eye coming up. Dr. Football, Bill Chickas, Jeff Gorman coming up next. We'll talk about the Indians as they sign a two-year extension with Terry Francona. The offseason moves have begun. We'll talk some tribe with Jeff Gorman from Indians101.com. Don't go anywhere. We're talking Browns. We're talking Indians, Cavaliers, UFC, and whatever you want and more. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Sports Fix, baby. See, I figured I'd play a little 1986 Cleveland Browns music because of that little statistic there, man. And and we'll see if the Browns can turn back the clock of time 30 years here. It's going to take a 1986 effort to win this game, I can tell you that. We'll talk about that and more. But we're talking Tribe First with Jeff Gorman coming up next here on The Fix. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Sports Fix, the show that asks the question. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Sports Fix. We'll be right back. Fantasy sports lovers, you put so much time, hard work, and effort into playing week to week that it quickly stops being a fantasy and And starts starts getting getting real. Real Real time spent making real decisions, creating real victory. I'm the greatest man in the world! And when the smoke clears, you want to show off those victories with a real prize. I mean, a really real prize. Yeah! 
Nobody, Nobody does, does that, that like, like Fantasy, Fantasy Jocks. Jocks. The crew over at Fantasy Jocks have beautiful, high-quality, and heavy-duty championship belts, rings, trophies, and so much more for all your fantasy sports needs. The trophy's 12 feet high, and it is glorious! Football, baseball, hoops, you name it, they have it. Plus, they have awesome draft kits and party supplies to make all your preseason activities the envy of everyone. If your league needs a ring, belt, or trophy, or you want to upgrade what you already have, there's literally only one place to go. If you're going to be a fantasy jock, do it right. It's mine. The most magnificent belt ever created. And it's mine. With America's fantasy sports superstore, fantasyjocks.com. Sports Fix listeners, like us on Facebook today. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Football season is party season at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Everyone wins at Harry Buffalo. Every Saturday is Coors Light College Football Saturday with $6 pitchers, four bottles for 10 bucks, and the Buckeyes in full HD. Football season is most definitely party season, and your headquarters is Harry Buffalo North Olmstead all winter long. Harry Buffalo, join the herd. gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? He won it! Elo hit a three-pointer on the sideline! In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Copy today. Hello Cleveland, this is WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley and you are listening to the Sports Fix. Yeah! Welcome back to the show. I had to play. It's been a minute. I I was going through some Indians fever withdrawal, too. I had to play that one. Welcome back to the Sports Rix. Matter of fact, real quick, we're going to we're going to just pause what we're doing. And I've just got to tell you guys, you you guys in the chat room, first off, need to sit, put some cold water on those guys in the chat room over there. Calm down, fellas. Calm down. Anyways, uh, pretty excited. Uh, I'll be telling you guys more about this in the next few days and weeks to come, but uh, I mentioned to you guys a, what, a week, a week and a half ago, that Spreaker, one of the websites that we partner with here on the show, and uh, they've actually uh, really done a lot to promote the show because they've made us one of their featured programs, and, well, anyways, they reached out to us with an opportunity uh, that we were interested in taking advantage of a, a business partnership and I, I just actually during the break I just received some information back from them that uh, they say you can hear the smile through a radio I hope you can hear mine because uh, it may have been man this you know how sometimes things just happen sometimes things happen that are, that are just you don't even know how to explain them uh, this is going to be something that's definitely 
could allow us to do what we're doing here for quite a while to come without as many worries as uh, as I go through on a day to day basis. It's not a it's not a game changer in the in the big definition of the word, but man. In the smaller definition, it sure is because uh, this could just be a this could be something really special. I'll be telling you guys more about it, but it's a cool uh, business partnership opportunity that we are going to take advantage of here with Spreaker, which is not only going to bring some uh, financial benefits, but it's going to bring some promotional benefits as well uh, and open us up to some more audiences. Very, very, very exciting news that just happened behind the scenes during that commercial break, and you guys get to share it live. We're rolling here, man. J-Rock, back with you here, the Sports Fix. And as I said, Jeff Gorman from Indians101.com going to join us. Indians re-sign, or excuse me, extend the contract of Terry Francona. They announced it here this morning. He had two years remaining on his contract. They've now made it two years longer, so there's now four years of Terry Francona. And I liked what Terry Francona said, too. He said, before I could do it, I had to call around to a couple of the guys that are going to be here for a while and say, hey, is it okay if I uh, stick around for a little bit, you know? And uh, apparently everybody gave it the two thumbs up. Terry Francona, one of the one of the reasons that the Indians have done what they've done, and it's good to know that he's going to – we don't have to a year from now spend two weeks, three weeks at a time going, hey, what's going to happen with Terry Francona? Oh, man, is he going to leave? What's going to happen? No, now we can get that out of the way, and for the next couple of years – we can just continue to build this Indians team. And let's talk about how they do that, starting with Francona and free agency, which has begun here with qualifying offers being laid out. And let's talk to Jeff Gorman from Indians101.com. He's with us every Tuesday. Jeff, how you doing this afternoon? I'm doing great, J-Rock. We got some good news coming for this show. We got some good news coming from the Indians. So we're kind of off to a flying start. You got to love it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that news came out here this morning, and we knew that was something that the Indians were working on there. Like I said, to me, the biggest thing about that is it eliminates what would have happened in a year. Because you know, once you get down to the end of one year and you get down to that 12 months and less remaining, then it just becomes the the focus of everything. You can't move past it because that's all the questions that are coming in the media. That's every game, every everything It's magnified. That eliminates that. Nobody has to worry. And Terry Francona is one, in my opinion, is one of your selling selling features to potential free agents and guys that you may bring into your team. And that eliminates that question as well because now people can go, hey, if I sign a two-year, three-year deal with the Indians, I know Terry Francona, barring anything that could happen, that you know we know what could happen, but barring any of that craziness, He'll be here during the length of my contract. I mean, I'm not saying that's a difference maker, but it helps. So those are good, good stability blocks here. And now the Indians don't have to worry. We know Terry's here and he can dig in and invest. Not that he wasn't investing, but invest even more into being here for the next four years. That's right. And it's uh, it's a little bit, like you said, it's a little bit of an attraction. I mean, to a much lesser degree than, say, you know, for, like, players joining the Cavs to play with LeBron. It's a little bit of a thing like that because a lot of people, you know, you know, they, they go to a new city and they're like, well, what am I getting into? But when you have a manager there who has, you know, such a good track record and such a good reputation, then, you know, it takes a little bit of that uncertainty Away, and then of course there's players around the league who have already played for Frank Holler, and they're very happy about that, and they have good things to say about him, and they're eager to rejoin him. So you know, he that's really a good thing. Just considering, just in all of our teams, just all the instability we've had 
as you know, as, as managers and as head coaches, you know, to have someone with you know Francona's track record and how well he's done in the first two years, and you know, to know he's going to be around for like at least four more years, that's just really a ton more stability than we're used to in Cleveland, and that's just really a positive sign, and that you can just build from there. Absolutely. And of course, that building begins at the top with the manager. That's back in place. Now you continue to build your roster for next season. You know, Mike Brandenbury, you, I, we've all talked about how we expect, you know, the core to go forward, but for there to be a lot of fluid pieces and maybe some some moves here this offseason, trades, uh, you know, free agency. And I know you and I are going to talk a, a bit about that here in a minute. At the top of free agency are the guys with the qualifying offers. And this year, 15.3 million dollars, I believe, is what it is. And as we've seen, we've seen that affect the market. That qualifying offer is what eventually led Nick Swisher and Michael Bourne to be signed by the Indians a few years ago. So, and we've seen this past year, it leads guys to going into the regular season before. They sign contracts with teams because teams are scared off by that commitment there or or vice versa. So uh, but this this year, I wanted to talk a bit because the group of names that have gotten the qualifying offer is at a high level this year. So uh, there are a lot of those guys are the guys that are going to be in the mix for the big money long-term contracts anyway, but a lot of those offers, no-brainers, you know, Pablo Sandoval and and Scherzer and Victor Martinez, all of these guys in the last 24 hours being extended the qualifying offers to protect their clubs from at least getting some sort of compensation should they leave. Yeah, and I know that's kind of bad news, especially as far as uh, as far as uh, the, as far as the Indians are concerned, especially as far as, as Victor Martinez goes, because I know it's always been a, a dream of yours and of many of us to have uh, yes. Martinez come back. But, you know, and it's, when you see all the people coming out with qualifying offers, that kind of gives you a little bit of a dividing line of like, okay, who can we afford and who can we not afford? And so basically those are really kind of the, the really big money guys. And considering, you know, how much we're still spending, you know, on board and especially Swisher, you know, we really don't have a whole lot of, of room to sign somebody else. So the people in that category are probably going to be pretty much above us. That's why it's going to be really important for us to very judiciously pick just the right one or two guys that can fit on this team. Like I know with Victor, a lot of people will say, well, the Dolans won't spend. But even beyond that, what you just mentioned, that is that's a second level now to the decision is that even if the Indians were to say, hey, we're willing to go with a big chunk of money and make that move, but you now also will be losing a draft pick as well, which we know the Indians value those. I'm not saying that's a that would be a deal breaker where they say we can't go forward, but that's going to be a part of that equation as well. The list of guys, by the way, that were given the qualifying offers in the last 24 hours, you've got Max Scherzer, Victor Martinez, Melky Cabrera, James Shields, Hanley Ramirez, Pablo Sandoval, Nelson Cruz, Russell Martin, Francisco Liriano, Michael Kadire, and Irvin Santana. So all of those players, uh, if they're to get signed by a different team that they're not currently with, that team will have to forfeit their top unprotected draft pick, which for the Indians would be their first round pick because there's only a few clubs that have their first round picks protected because they have the 10 worst records uh, in baseball and those teams are no longer allowed to give up their first round pick. But the Indians are not in that list. So if they were to sign any of those players, they would forfeit their first round draft pick. 
Yeah, and I know that in these days in baseball, you know, you don't think too much about your number one draft pick because you, you draft somebody and you don't really know who it is, and then maybe a few years later they show up or they don't. But I think that, you know, with the situation the Indians are in, they're much more likely to, to, to strengthen themselves for the future by keeping... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Their top draft picks and developing them and having them work out rather than, you know, try to spend money uh, and compete with, with everybody else from a financial standpoint. Because as much as the Indians can spend, even if they spend the very most they can, there are teams out there that can spend two or three times that much. But when you develop guys, you know, coming out of your minor league system, then, you know, the, uh, the, finance, the finances start to work on your side. So really, the Indians, really all the way around, would be best, you know, suited to hang on to their number one pick and make sure that it ultimately works out, especially if it's a, a hitter, because that's really what the Indians need is to get some bats coming out of their own farm system. Yeah, and we've seen some of the teams that, you know, when you say you're going all in, we saw Oakland make that trade. I think more along these lines with the qualifying offer, look at Baltimore. When they picked up Ubaldo last year, they gave up their first-round draft pick because of that. Then they forfeited their next highest draft pick, which was their second-round pick, when they picked up Nelson Cruz. And so, you know, the end result you hoped would have been going further than they went because they... I don't, you don't, I'm not going to say completely mortgage the future, but you gave up in the same draft a first and a second round pick. That's, those things will hurt you three, four, five, six years down the line, as we've seen here in Cleveland with some of the bad drafts that we've had there. So that's the flip side of that, too, uh, is you look at like what a team like Baltimore did last year. I saw Mike Brandeberry from DidTheTribeWinLastNight.com. For those of you guys that don't check out their site, they do a great job, not just of game coverage, that anybody does that, but of the, the the thinking man's work of the stuff. And I'll tell you what, they had a fun article last week. I posted it out on the uh, on all the Facebook pages and stuff about uh, just what if the and not the not the advertising campaign. What if, but what if the Indians just went out and did what the fans wanted them to do this winter? Not only went out and signed Victor Martinez, but also went out and got one of the top pitchers, whether you were talking about Scherzer or Lester or, or Shields or one of those guys, and uh, he had some great points because it wasn't a fanboy article like, hey, yeah, let's go sign these big money players. It, it, it followed up with the business side, flip side of it, which, and I still say that that window is there to follow up on the momentum of what's going on with what the Cavaliers have because 
right now, Cavs fans, for better or worse, regardless of what this season ends up with, for right now, the Cavs fans feel that they have the best team that money can buy. What I mean is, I don't mean the best team ever, but I mean they feel they're getting their money's worth out of the Cavaliers. They feel that they've got top-line players, top money spent. They think this team is investing in all-in. So they feel like, hey, man, we got the best of the best here, man. And... And Mike's article kind of followed that up by saying, you know, along those same lines, a couple of top-level free agents added to the true talent core that this Indians team has. The problem isn't just on the field. The problem is in the stands as well. And that maybe kickstarts. And I keep saying, think about it. Uh, Winning and attending a hot sporting event is addictive. It's like drugs. It's like any kind of an addiction. You start rolling those dice and you get hot. So the Cavs fans, the city of Cleveland, October or well, end of October, November, December, January, February, March, April. They're rolling. They're going down to the queue. They're watching the Cavs. They're in a playoff run. They're they're all of that good stuff and everything. And here comes the good weather and here comes spring training. The Indians following that up, all of a sudden, fans in Cleveland are like, you know what? Man, the Indians just went out and signed two of the top. You can't go out and get LeBron of that sport. But getting two of the upper guys, including one of them being a hometown favorite like Victor, the fan base is like, hey, wait a minute. Now, you've got to think that with the cutting of the seats in the smaller, more intimate stadium, you may not sell it out every day, but you're going to top off a lot more than you did last season. You're going to raise that average attendance a lot more than you think, and I just think it follows that groundswell, and I think, like I said, I think winning and going to the fun, hot sporting event is addictive. You're going to need something else to go to. I'm not referring to Indians fans. I'm referring to those casual fans that are the difference between 17,000 and 27,000. You know what I mean? Those are the ones that are going to be like, hey, all of a sudden, the only Cavs games left are the playoff games, and it costs, you know, a house note to get me a ticket to those. Man, the Indians, man, they got Scherzer and Victor and Kluber, and wow, man, we got the best team in baseball, too. And I'm just saying that that mindset, business-wise, could behoove the Indians. Now, I'm not saying, I mean, obviously the odds are 99.999% that they don't think the same way that we do, but that thought process is out there, and I thought Mike did a good job of explaining that. Right, I think that's a very interesting phenomenon that you're talking about, and I think that, you know, what you're pretty much talking about is a sense from the fans that the team is is going for it. You know, we've got, we're getting the best time we possibly can under whatever financial circumstances we have, and we're really going to go for the championship. We're, we're going pretty much all in. That's how people think about the Cavs. I mean, if the Cavs win or lose, you know, the fans aren't going to say, well, they didn't try. They didn't get it. They didn't get this. No, they got all the guys. They got all the guys that should do it. And now there's, you just roll out the ball and see if they can do it. And there's a, there's a bit of a, it's a trust factor between the team and the fans. And that trust can go away, too. When you feel like your team is cutting corners or missing opportunities or sacrificing winning baseball on the altar of saving money, that's what really turns the fans off. And that's what makes you think, ah, gee, you know, they're not, they're not really, you know, I can't 
support that was my money because they're not really supporting me by really, you know, maximizing their opportunities and going all the way. So, yeah, if they did something like that, if they really broke the bank and brought in guys like that, there would be that, that, uh, that feeling of, you know what, the, the, the Indians are going for it. I, I can trust them. I know that they're, they're really doing the best they can, so I'm going to go out and see them play. And if they fail, it'll be because they failed on the field, not because they were timid or cheap financially. All right. That being said, we'll set the stage for next week. I've got Jessica I coming up just five minutes from now. Let's pick up from there. That's the fantasy world. Next week, let's you and I sit down in reality and target four or five guys that you think the Indians realistically are looking at and going after here this offseason. And, uh, and we'll start from there, and we'll see what we can do and then what they do. Okay, we're going to do that now, you said? I'm sorry, where'd you go? I said, are we going to do that now, you said? No, let's do that next week. Oh, okay, because I had my guys already. I've been sort of researching them every day. Let's do that next week, my man. That's what okay. we're going to do. We are going to dive season. into we'll the free agents. And the week after that, we'll talk about perhaps some potential trades coming up for the Indians as well. But we've got our mission clear here. They've got their mission clear as well. Jeff Gorman, uh, always a good conversation. Definitely not trying to cut you short, but we've got Jessica I coming up live five minutes from now. I've got to get the news in. I've got to get her on. Jeff, you're, you know what? We're going to move you all over the place because Thursday you're going to join us instead of Friday and we'll get a Bengal scouting report and get you all set for Thursday night football. So you and I will be back here Thursday doing the Bengals and the Browns. All right, that's going to be very exciting. See if the Browns can keep it going. I know a lot of people have their doubts, they're skeptics, but I think the Browns are going to put forth pretty darn good effort and we'll see if they can do it because the Bengals are going to be pretty darn tough both times we play in this year. A pretty darn good effort. We're going to talk about that effort. We'll talk about what the uh, what the Browns are facing and give you a Bengals scouting report from Jeff Gorman coming up Thursday. Jeff, have a good one next Tuesday. You and I will look at the five realistic free agent targets you think the Indians could and should go after this winter. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. My man, Jeff Gorman from Indians101.com. Have a good one. We'll catch up on Thursday. All right. Thank you, Derek. You got it. Sit tight. Here comes the news. After that, get ready to throw them down. Get your gloves on. We're going to put them up and throw it down. Jessica, evil eye, UFC fighter. She's featured on the upcoming UFC pay-per-view from Mexico. We'll talk to her before she gets on the plane. Coming up next after the news. Don't go anywhere. Jessica, evil eye, coming up next here on the Sports Fix. The Sports Fix, your choice for intelligent talk. I'm expecting a very important delivery at the house, so could you please call me if it arrives? I'll give you my cell number. 401-555-1125. Four. 404-0. No, no, I was just repeating the four. One, four. One, four. Uh, intelligent talk. Okay, one, one, two, five. One, one, two, five. One, five, five. I'm not giving you quantities of the numbers. I'm giving you the numbers. One, one, two, five. Those are the last four numbers. Oh, I see. One, one, two, five. Yes. All right, now read the number back to me. Let me get my pen. The Sports Fix will be right back. Hi, this is Joe Tate, and you're listening to The Sports Fix. 
business owners and professionals. Do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners, terrestrial or internet. The Sports Fix universe is not only the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Email me, Jerry Myers, the Sports Fix at AOL.com. That's the Sports Fix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park right here on the Sports Fix. Whether it's an oil change or a new set of tires, Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck has you covered for your automotive car care needs. They're your neighborhood quick service experts. They also offer a low price team brands, and if you find the same tires at a lower price within 30 days, Quick Lane at Valley Ford will refund the difference. They're open late Monday through Thursday until 9 p.m. and open early Saturday so you can check it off your to-do list and get on with your day. They also have a newly remodeled service lounge and additional service bay just for Quick Lane oil changes. Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck is located at 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, just down the road from Independence. 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View, just down the road from Independence. Come see why life is better in the Quick Lane. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. That's quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Harry Buffalo. Harry Buffalo, join the herd. I'm Christine Lisi. Here's what's happening. Vikings running back Adrian Peterson could reach a plea agreement today in his child abuse case. A legal resolution in the matter might open the door to his return to the field in the near future. Giants cornerback Prince Amukamara tore his biceps in the loss to the Colts. He's probably out for the season. Washington coach Jay Gruden says he was encouraged by what he saw from Robert Griffin III in his return from a dislocated ankle, but admitted there are serious questions remaining about the quarterback position. Griffin, Colt McCoy, Kirk Cousins have all played QB this season for Washington. Baseball, the Indians have agreed on a two-year extension with manager Terry Francona through 2018. The Twins set to introduce their new skipper today, Hall of Famer Paul Molitor. New York Lady News is reporting the Yankees have no plans to pursue the top three free agent pitchers on the market this winter, Max Scherzer, John Lester, or Gene Shields. Yankees have no interest in third baseman Pablo Sandoval either. NBA Bulls star point guard Derrick Rose probable tonight against the Magic. He did miss Saturday's win because of both ankle sprains. When you're on the road cheering on your favorite football team, you need a comfortable room to come back to. With nearly 2,000 hotel locations. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hampton has free hot breakfast and free Wi-Fi to help you keep up with your team. Book now at Hampton.com.
You're listening to the Sports Fix. Come on, man. And with the local DBC news, Evan Cool J with a triumphant comeback. Morris Saloon. But tonight. Don't call it a comeback. Welcome back to the Sports Fix Live across the Sports Fix Radio Network during the, the news break there. How many times in your life you could probably count on one hand the number of times you've heard him say, and the Yankees are not interested in the top three pitchers or any of the other top free agents. When have you ever heard that phrase in the beginning of the offseason? So, of course, that is... Uh, it's a distraction. It's like Custer in Night at the Museum. They're screaming loudly, we will not attack... And then we will attack. They'll never see it coming. But So that means they're going to try to sign every free agent out there instead of just picking one or two. Welcome back to the Sports Fix. J-Rock back with you as we roll on. Thanks to Jeff Gorman from Indians101.com. Sorry to cut Jeff short, but our next guest on the slate here, and I'm just going to tell you now. I'm not trying to get beat up, so I wanted to make sure that we got this in, and we got it in on time. Jessica Evil Eye, of course, she's been with us before here on the Sports Fix, and uh, getting ready to go back at it in the UFC Octagon. She's heading to Mexico, UFC 180, coming up November 15th. Let's talk about all of that. You guys, by the way, phones are closed since she's on them. I don't want you to get beat up either, so stay off the phones. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. Email us the Sports Fix at AOL.com. I'm going to the phones right now. Jessica Evil Eye. Jessica, how are you doing this afternoon? Oh, I'm fantastic. And thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for being here. I know that, uh, you know, you're, it's been an up and down journey for you here this year. I'm sure that you're glad to have a lot of that in the rearview mirror and be focused ahead on a fight here coming up. And it's a big one. There's a lot of distractions that are going to come with it as you leave the stateside here, head to Mexico. It's going to be a, a big crowd. I think they sold, what, 20,000 tickets the, the minute they were put on sale for this thing. It's going to be in movie theaters. And not that you need me to put it in perspective, but it's going to be a pretty big one for you coming up next week. Yeah, actually, you know what? I'm I'm pumped, you know, considering how, like, how pretty much everything has been, like, going down. Like, you know, a lot of the, the big-name guys, Diego Sanchez, yep. um, you know, off the card came the last guys, which, you know, a lot of people, you know, were really excited for them. And they were big, you know, big-time draws. And not that any of the other men aren't draws on this card, but I kind of feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty big draw now. And this is my opportunity now that some of the big hitters are off that I can, you know, truly show them what Jeff guys made us. Yeah, and I'm not just saying this because you're on here, but in my uh, show prep, I was looking around at some of those various MMA sites that are out there. And on more than one piece, I saw people predict that the women's fight with you and Leslie Smith could steal the show here because of some of the changes on the card, as well as the uniqueness of being the only uh, female fight on the show. So you're going to stand out. But seriously, several different things that I saw preview, and it said you guys have the opportunity to be the, the show stealers, so, so to say, here on the card. Oh, I, I know for a fact me and me and Leslie both are gamers and we're both trying to get that bonus. We're both trying to get ahead in life, so I'm pumped, man. I'm I, I couldn't be more excited to go to Mexico. I mean, I'm a little nervous. I mean, granted, because everyone's like, do you know that's where the movie Taken was based upon? And I'm like, man, ain't nobody <laughs> taking me. Ain't nobody gonna do nothing to me. Like, I'm there with one of the biggest organizations in the world. They're not gonna let anything happen to me. Let alone do I think that the the Spanish or the Mexican community would ever want anything bad to happen to Miss Evil Eye. So 
I think I'm in a fantastic position to, to go over there and just have them fall. But they're going to fall in love, I believe, with the fight as well because of the style of you guys. Both of you guys have no problem getting up there. It's in your DNA to go toe-to-toe and, and put on a show for the people. You know, they, they love to see a good stand-up fight, and the potential is there for both of you guys to get at it in that manner as well, which always makes a more exciting fight. Of course, I like, I'm into the, the technical aspects, but we know that to the general public, you know, the better of a stand-up, the more they get into it, and they're there's the potential for that aspect of this fight as well, just the way you two, uh, your styles will fit against each other here in this fight. For sure. I definitely know that she's, like I said, she's a gamer and I'm a gamer. So, I mean, really at that point, like, there's, <laughs> it only means for a better show, you know, it only means that something good's going to happen. You got that right. And, you know, I mentioned it at the beginning. I mean, obviously, we don't have to go into everything, but it's been a it's been an up and down journey for you here this year. I mean, I guess uh, you've seen for yourself firsthand as your career advances. So, too, do the potential pitfalls, do the publicity, does the uh, all of those things that come with taking your game to another level, taking your career to another level. Talk to me a bit, as as much as you'd like to, about the year that you've had and how you got here to this point and how good it feels to now be focused back on a fight. Man, it it, it feels awesome. Like, it's so, it, it's actually, I don't think that I went into the UFC with the right mindset. I don't think that I was mature about some of the things that I did and or I handled, and I think that over the past nine months that I've been off, it's just been like, like it's almost like I look back and I'm like, I don't even recognize that person. Like I, I'm so pumped to, to be more of a woman, more proud of myself and just, you know, was able to find a better me and, and throughout that entire mess. And, you know, it's so hard, like, you know, fighters as fighters or any athlete or even as movie stars or anybody, like people only see what the media per puts out there and you don't get to actually know that person and to see what I've come from I've been through way worse than what this last year has ever put me through I think that I focused on the wrong thing so now at this point it's like man I'm a trooper I'm a gamer and I'm a champion like I I'm I'm everything I always wanted to be and more and I can't wait to I can't wait to fight again like I'm just so excited you know I've been I've been texting Sean Shelby since June and saying regularly to him, like, hey, look, like, just so you know, like, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready at any moment. Anybody gets hurt, you need a girl on the fly, like, you call me. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to do anything, and I'm ready to game, and I'm ready to fight all over again. So, you know, I've been, I've been ready to go since June. I feel like I've been fine-tuned, and, I mean, this is a part of that game. Sometimes you, you have long times that you sit out. You just have to be ready whenever, whenever the opportunity arises. And that's awesome to hear you say that because that is, you know, not that not that it was going to be taken away, but with that long stretch, you sit there and, and sometimes it's like the old expression, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And then you're missing it for a minute and you're like, wait a minute, you know, and and I can think of my own personal achievements. And right before that, you get that lull and you're like, man, am I going to push through this? And then, boom, you do and you go to another level and here's an opportunity for that uh how long have you been in your your training here for this what what kind of camp did you put together to get you ready to head out to mexico i've been in camp for 10 years i've i've never left i've never i've never not and and the things that maybe is different about other females like i and i don't know how they are but like 
strong style and MMA is my life. Like, I literally am in the gym every single day. And if I'm not, it's because there's something, there's some reason I'm not. And even if it's, it means traveling somewhere, like, I'm, I'm always in the gym. So I've been in camp since February of last year when I my fight to 10 years ago when I decided that this is what I wanted to do with my rest of my life. And I mean, all it's all I've done at this point is just work even harder on getting myself better. So when I was given the phone call to to you know actually get the fight and we had a date, all we did in our training camp is went well. It looks like instead of you waiting for everyone else, you know, the sparring rounds and stuff, like oh, you're at the end of the list right now and you wait for everyone else to go because we we're we go by like who has the top level fights coming up, be it. Be it some of our amateurs, some of our other, you know, low-level pros, like they would get a little bit more attention. And I and I still did things, and I have my coaches that I that I work with. But when we were given, you know, like, hey, this is what it is. You're fighting. We went, well, we're in great shape. We're in our weight is fine. Like it looks like you get to go first. So instead of you being here all night, you get to go first and get your train your training done and go about your business down boys over in our chat room let's just say i have no shortage of volunteers if you ever need uh sparring partners here guys that are willing to let you toss them around you guys are ridiculous down over there <laughs> jessica i joining us here on the uh on the, on the sports fix uh getting ready for her fight coming up here uh i'm curious just as far as getting ready for the fight and i see what you're saying about having to stay ready especially um when you're in that in that uh, waiting for a fight, you know, some guys have their fights planned out a bit more and then you're in that large group of fighters. Cause there's so many now under contract UFC, even some people think too many events, but so many events now worldwide because they've got the network going and they've got so much programming worldwide to fill. So you're in that kind of, you could be, you could be put up at any time. It's, we've seen with the injuries this year, by the way, not just yourself, but looking at this year, I've never seen anything in a major, whether it's wrestling, uh, boxing, mixed martial arts, where an entire year's worth of the high-level fights have been wiped out. I mean, pretty much every main event UFC has planned, big ones this year, has been damaged in one way or another with the injuries and the training and all of that. It's been amazing. They they have not had any of the big fights that they plan to have for about the last 12 months or so. Yeah, and you know, that's a part of this game. You know what I mean? I feel like sometimes these injuries happen to some of these big-level fighters like that because they take time off and, you know what I mean, like they, they let themselves get a little out of shape. And, I mean, I think that the more that you stay in shape, the more that you keep your training regular, the less likely. I mean, it's just about tempo. You know what I mean? Like, so you go into fight camp and you got six weeks before the fight. So instead you do 10 rounds. Instead of your normal in your off season, you're only doing four or five just to keep yourself kind of keep that edge going, you know, and that's kind of what we've done. Like, I mean, I've been off for nine months and I mean, I made sure there wasn't any crazy injuries. Like, and if I did have little injuries within that time, I healed up. I stayed off the mat, maybe went into the gym. I mean, my fitness center is uh, strong style is, is much more complex than most people understand. I mean, we're about 40,000 square feet and we have two cages, two boxing rings, an entirely, you know, 20,000-square-foot fitness facility attached to it. So if one day I wasn't necessarily on the mat, there was something else that I could do to keep myself mentally focused, mentally in the gym, seeing the cage, and just remembering that's my home and where I'm going. 
And you know, Jessica, earlier we talked about the two of you and the, and the style of how this fight could go. You know, she's got a few inches on you. Have you sparred or trained against uh, people that are a little bit taller than you to get you used to the, the height and the reach difference at all? Are you worried about that aspect when you stand with somebody like Leslie Smith? No, because I've fought in taller fighters. I fought Amanda Lavoie, who was bigger than her, in my one of my pro fights. I fought Kelly Warren, who was taller than me. I fought Ashley Nee, who was taller than me. My brother is six foot, and he's taller <laughs> than me. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, the guys at the gym are taller than me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guarantee the guys at the gym she trains with are just as tall as her. I mean, just because you have heights doesn't mean you know how to use reach. I mean, I think that we've seen that in boxing as well in other fights that Reach is a matter of how, how you know how to use it, and height is a matter of what you do with it. And I mean, hey, look what happened to Jessamine Duke when she fought her. I mean, yeah. she was bigger. I mean, we've seen how that fight went. Yeah, absolutely, at the fight night here over this past summer. So if you were to lay it out, because, you know, people always say, Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, uh, it, it takes two to tango. But if you do your thing, uh, I'm sure you're confident you come out with the victory. What's your game plan? If I go in and I do this, I'm going to come away with the victory in this fight. I mean, I'm going to come out and I'm going to show people why my name's Evil and why I and why I survived my entire amateur career at nine fights into my professional fear or professional career as as undefeated. And I mean, I'm a finisher and I know how to finish fights and I know how to put damage on people. So, I mean, she just she better be ready. She just better be ready for what I have to bring. And I know I'm ready for everything she has to bring. I think that she thinks I'm. I like to score points, get in and get out. I mean, let's see if she, let's see if that happens this time. Maybe somebody learned how to sit down on their punches a little bit more this time. I wish I had the Mortal Kombat sound effect, finish him. Because you're like, I'm a finisher. I'm like, yeah, go get him. You know, like Mortal Kombat, pull the spine out, hold it up, and go, I finished him. Anyways, maybe a little That's too That's kind of my go. mindset. I'm kind of like Celebrity Deathmatch. Like, I'm, I'm yeah. Like, I know this might sound crazy, but, like, I'm trying to kill her. Like, I mean, that's not my fault she signed up for this because I signed up knowing that I know my risk. And, of course, she means that figuratively, not literally for anybody listening, but I know what you're saying. I know, I know. I love it. Last question, I guess. This is just outside of that. Once you touch down, I mean, you are heading to a strange place. How hard is it going to be to stay focused? Are you worried about the distractions that are going to be on the ground once you hit there? Not just in a different uh, environment, but with the celebrity and with the focus and everything that's going to be on this fight and the the entire atmosphere. How do you stay focused on that until fight time? I actually do better that way. It, it, I actually do better in those kinds of situations. You know what I mean? It's like when I fought Joyla Cargao, like I remember the New York Times, like, head editor came into my warm-up room and Bjorn brought him in and Bjorn was like, you know, Jessica, we're expecting something big. And I knew that it was my first time making it on TV where I was literally going to be, I was the opening fight of, you know, what was going to be on Spike TV. And I knew all that. And I was so pumped that I was like, man, it's my TV debut. You know, just like 
just like this. This is my pay per view day, my pay per view debut, and I'm just, I can't wait, man. I can't wait to to go out there and just rise to the occasion and and be who I know I'm capable of being. Jessica, evil eyes, gonna fight. No. Oh, I can tell. I can I can hear it in your voice how pumped up you are. She takes on Leslie Smith. It's UFC 180, November 15th in Mexico City, Mexico. And uh, it's going to be a big one here. You mentioned Stipe real quick in there. He's getting ready for a big one coming up just a few weeks after you. We're going to have him on the show here, too. But he's pumped up. A lot of people think if he's able to go in there and do what some of us think he can do, he may be in line for a title shot here coming up. I mean, obviously cart before the horse but a big fight coming up for both of you guys here in the next 30 days are you kidding Stipe is going to be the next champion yeah that's what I'm saying he is I I I have gotten a chance to be around Junior I've gotten a chance to be around Kane considering I fought my debut on the card and I remember just after I won my fight against Kaufman like I literally was texting Stipe in the back and I was like you're going to be the champion Stipe like you are, and I know it, and I'm going to remind you as your teammate and as your friend that I'm going to remind you all the time that you are going to be the new UFC heavyweight champion. It's just a matter of time, and I can't wait because he has just showed people one step at a time, one step at a time, one step at a time. And he's a champion, and most people don't know that yet, and that's okay because then he can just worry about himself. Oh, absolutely. He's coming. And, you know, they say Cleveland's in the look for 50 years and counting for a championship. That's another one that's trying to get it for Cleveland as well. You've got you out there. You've got Stipe. You've got the the Cavaliers and LeBron and and Kevin Love and yet the Browns, the Indians. Man, it's a Cleveland kind of climate in the world right now. Wouldn't you say, Jessica? Yes, absolutely. Right now, like, Cleveland's on fire. And what more than a what more than the Queen of Cleveland to bring back a true championship back to this city? And I and I, I know I'm racing up against some of the the best of the best in the world. I know that I want to I want to make this city proud, and I want to be a female that's going to do it. The Queen of Cleveland, I love it, Jessica. I November fifteenth, it's coming up in Mexico City, UFC one eighty. Jessica, good luck, and I definitely want to catch up with you afterwards. Talk to you about the the fight, the experience, and hopefully the victory, baby. As we continue moving on, thank you so much for joining us. It was a great, great time having you here on the show, and thank you for taking time out of your training before you get ready to head down to Mexico City. Oh, you rock. Thank you guys so much for having me, and I and I'm, I look forward to talking after the win. You got it. Go take care of business. Queen of Cleveland. I love it. Jessica, have a good one. <laughs> Thanks, Spice. You got it. Jessica, evil eye, you guys. What a great interview. And uh, she, like she said, Queen of Cleveland, go take care of business. Stipe, Stipe's got a shot coming up here to get himself a shot. We'll talk more about that. We're going to have him on soon enough as well. Guys, let's take a break. Top of the hour coming up. Great interview. I can't wait. She's got me fired up, man. Go down there and take care of some business. I'm a finisher. I love that. How long's your training camp been going? Since I was born. What are you talking about? We're going to take a break. Top of the hour when we come back. Shift gears. Dr. Football. Bill Check is going to join us at the top of the hour here. We'll talk Browns and their victory this past week and the Bengals coming up. Look around the slate of the NFL and more. We'll talk some football with Dr. Football coming up next once again. November 15th. Next week. UFC 180. Live on pay-per-view from Mexico City, Mexico. Jessica I representing the 216 against Leslie Smith. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Dr. Football here on The Fix.
a rich woman beg And I make a good woman steal I make an old woman blush And I make a young girl squeal I wanna be yours, pretty baby Yours and yours alone I'm here to tell you, honey I'm bad to the phone Warning Listening to the Sports Fix could cause serious injury, bodily harm, or even death. Ah, broken blood vessel! You've been warned. The Sports Fix. Hey guys, before we go to the break, I want to talk to you a little bit again about our good friends at Harry Buffalo North Olmsted, the UFC, the ultimate fighting championships, some of the hottest fights in the world today, each and every one of their huge events. Harry Buffalo is one of the few places in Northeast Ohio you can go there and watch each and every UFC fight at the Harry Buffalo. And let me tell you, I've been there. The people are out the door. They are to the rafters. It is one of the craziest environments for some UFC fights. Wing Mondays, they've got great deals on wings and drinks. And every day of the week, there's a different special, a different deal. And don't forget the Bison Burger, the unbelievable. It is the combination of a fantastic burger and eating healthy combined into one unbelievable sandwich you have got to get a bison burger while you're there so whatever you're looking for whatever day of the week monday through friday saturday sundays there's something for you at the harry buffalo north olmstead just outside great northern mall check them out today harry buffalo join the herd hey this is s1 jameson and you listen to the sports fix Fantasy sports lovers, you put so much time, hard work, and effort into playing week to week that it quickly stops being a fantasy and, and starts start getting, getting real. real. And when the smoke clears, you want to show off those victories with a real prize. I mean, a really real prize. Nobody, Nobody does, does that, that like, like Fantasy, fantasy Jocks. Jocks. The crew over at Fantasy Jocks have beautiful, high-quality, and heavy-duty championship belts, rings, trophies, and so much more for all your fantasy sports needs. There's literally only one place to go. Tom. The Sports Fix is now available every day on the world's largest internet radio service, iHeartRadio. Download the free iHeartRadio app, subscribe to the show, and get your fix. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Ohio. This is sportsmanship. School sports, it's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Back in 1990, when I joined Herb in the booth, you could say that first game was when I became a lifelong Tribe fan. Something about Cleveland made us want to stay and call it our home, raise our family here. I can promise you one thing, home or on the road, I feel what you folks feel, what you feel every game. Cleveland fans are passionate and pretty vocal. I respect that. This is our team. This is our town. This is a tribe town. Hi, this is Dean Chenoweth, head coach of Cleveland's Lake Erie Monsters, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. Across the sport before I move out during the break. I'm under the bullets here, man. I was firing off tweets and texts and, 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 and Facebooks and all of that stuff uh, during the last segment, getting ready 
for Jessica and during the segment with her. I don't know what. Apparently, one of them, I said Leslie Davis instead of Leslie Smith. Uh, so I just tweeted out. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just caught that. I said, don't worry. After Jessica Evil Eye gets done whooping that butt, she's going to wish her name was Leslie Davis because Leslie Smith isn't going to be too happy with what happened. So there you go. But uh, thanks, of course, for pointing that out. I mean, hey, I would have I would have uh, I would have pointed it out. Well, no, I'm not that guy. But thanks to that guy for pointing that out as we come back to the show. Man, what an interview, Jessica. Can't wait to catch up with her after the victory is. As like we said, you know, she went through some stuff and you got to like the attitude. Hopefully she did learn from it and turn that life around and she is moving forward and can continue to be onward and upward in 2015. Can't wait. And Stipe as well. Will talks to, he's got it in his sights, man. And I say it too. He's definitely as good of a heavyweight as any of the other ones that are out there, man. We'll talk more about that coming up. Thanks to those guys for being with us. Greg from NAAFS for helping me put that together. Now, hour two across the Sports Fix Radio Network. Time to crack the mic with Dr. Football. Talk a little bit about the, well, we'll look back at the weekend that just was, finishing up with Monday Night Football last night. And look ahead. Browns, Bengals coming up Thursday, starting things off. Let's do it. Tuesdays, that means the doctor's in the house. Dr. Football Bill, check us with us as he is each week, and he's with us now. Bill, how you doing this afternoon? Oh, my God, J-Rock. I needed, I, I needed some real heavy migraine medication after that game last night. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you're a giant. I know. I know that the Giants it pulls deep in your heartstrings, but boy, did they roll over last night or what, man? They, uh, they are just. It, it's falling apart. You know what, though? I mean, Andrew Luck's a tough one to handle. Anyway, they've got the thin defensive backfield. We know the problems that they've had there. They were showing um, the stats at one point during the game last night about the Giants secondary. How on the corners on the outside, they're doing pretty well at keeping teams contained, but they're just getting gobbled up in the middle of the field uh, by teams left and right. Andrew Luck last night, uh, he went to work, but you know what? A couple of good catches too. That one uh, in the end zone where the defensive back had the interception and the receiver just did a did a, a hell of a job coming down, <clears throat> grabbing the face mask, and getting that ball loose, and it ended up being a touchdown instead of an interception in the end zone. And uh, there was another one, too, that was just a hell of a catch. The, the one uh, to the left side of the end zone where the guy was standing on the goal line with two guys on him, and Andrew Luck just threw it so hard that his guy was the only one that could catch it. A couple of good ones there, but, but uh, still... Yeah, Giants, you couldn't be happy last night as a Giants fan. I know that, Bill. No, I was not. But uh, I've come to expect this now this year. uh, As the injuries mount up, uh, the further deep in the morass the Giants get. But, uh, hey, you know, good win on Sunday for the Browns. And, uh, you know, I saw a lot of good things around the league this weekend. Uh, You know, the league continues to uh, impress and entertain as we go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the Browns, it is what it is with the victory here this week, but it sets the stage for a chance to see where you're at. And it really is, to me, a good test. As a matter of fact, a buddy of mine, you know, because uh, I was talking to somebody last night, and I've got some friends, you know, a couple that are in the 
in the anti-Brian Hoyer camp. You guys, trust me, you can't be a Cleveland sports fan unless you know somebody on both sides of the equation here. But I was talking to a buddy last night, and he goes, well, man, you got to admit, if they if they don't go win Thursday night, man, you got to go with Manziel, right? And I'm like, no, what I got to admit is if they don't win Thursday night, they're 5-4. and four. They're still above 500. What in the world is wrong with you people? And he's like, well, you know I want to see Johnny football. I said, that's great. But think about what you just said. You just said if the Browns don't win on Thursday, the season's over. Toss the kid in there. We might as well move forward. And I'm like, you do realize that they'll still they'll still be above 500, right? Like, <laughs> very much excited. I don't know if you heard at the beginning of the show. I was a bit surprised at that uh, stat that I put out there. This is the first mid to late season, week 10 or later, matchup between the Browns and the Bengals for first place since 1986. I mean, it's been that long because much like the Browns and the Steelers, when one team's up, the other team's down. And the Bengals aren't up very much. The few times they have been up, it's been at lower times for the Browns. So, a, a bit of a, a bit of a throwback here, but can the Browns play like a throwback? Because this this Cincy offense is going to put some test to the Browns defense. Yeah, well, you know, actually today J Rock was the first time in a couple weeks I did actually listen from moment one of the broadcast, and I want to tell you, having me follow a female MMA fighter, I really <laughs> appreciate that because you know just to see all these guys in the chat room jumping up and down. And, uh, you know, acting like wanking willies, it was hilarious uh, to see. But um, it's good that she's uh, on, a, on a good route with her career. And uh, I, I guess reading some of her, uh, uh, her stuff on Wikipedia tells you why her nickname is Evil. And um, oh, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's, what the, maybe that's what the Giants need in their defensive backfield, is somebody to be evil, because uh, the only guy who's even close is Antrell Roll, and nothing's happening over there with uh, you know, his teammates. You know, another injury last night to Prince of Mukamara. You know, but getting back to the Browns, you know, um, a lot of people said that was a trap game, that they weren't going to get past Tampa. I knew they would beat Tampa, but whether or not it was going to be another ugly win or not was really the question. And, uh, you know, the line, the offensive line is coming together. I still saw a little bit of weakness in a few points in the game, but they look much better than they did two and three weeks ago. Now, I'm just curious. I'm going to start here while you're talking about the offensive line. Something in my gut tells me I could be wrong about this. I wonder if we see Crowell and West as the two backs Thursday night on the short week. I think we see Crowell definitely because of fresh legs, on a short week, Joe Thomas was explaining the other day, you know, as most people know, it's usually the second day after the game that you're really feeling it. So, unfortunately for the Browns, the second day after the game is the day, the one day you have to practice for the Thursday night game. So, you've really got to bounce quick. The good thing is, as Joe Thomas said, is the other team's going through the exact same thing that we are. But Crowell didn't play a snap, as we know. So he's got fresh legs. I absolutely think that he's going to be, not because we want him to be, I think because of that, he's going to be a big part of the Browns' game plan because he's the one back you can throw out there that'll be fresher than his own offensive line and the defense. But I wouldn't be surprised if West and Crowell are the two backs this week. I know that Tate is your veteran, but he struggled. And we saw when he went out with the injury, the best, it's it's not fair to Tate 
that the best three weeks for the Browns was when they had Mac and Crow and West were running while Tate was hurt. But we're not talking about being fair. Reality is, is the Browns' running game was at its best then. Now, it's not going to be that good without Alex Mack. But I'm wondering if the Browns aren't going to be bit by curiosity to try those two backs and maybe phase Tate out a bit in this one. You could say it's because he's a veteran, got a little bit of a, a little bit of mileage on him on a Thursday night turnaround, but I think no matter what who the second one is, I think they rely on Crow a lot this week because of the fact that he hasn't played. Yeah, I I tend to agree with that. Um like you said his legs are fresh. Uh, also, you know, I tend to feel that uh, while Tate is a veteran, uh, you know, he does uh, not recover as quickly after uh, games. And obviously with the short week going on a Thursday, they would rather use him uh, afterwards, 11 days later in the next game. Uh, then he'll, he'll be really fresh and you'll have all the guys fresh because you'll have everybody rested over a week. Yeah. So, what, what do you, you know, think about it, though. Looking at this week and and it being what it is, what do you think? I mean, obviously the Browns defensively, as I said, going to be challenged here. Geno Atkins is going to be another following up on what McCoy did last week. He's going to be right behind pushing up on McDonald, pushing through that line. I do agree with you that little by little this offensive line will get, I said, right around week 10 or 11. I thought they would be fully used to each other, they're still only going to be so good that you can be with Nick McDonald. That's not being disrespectful to Nick McDonald. He's, there's a reason that if you play Madden that he's rated, <laughs> rated a 59 and Alex Mack is rated a 95. I'm just I'm joking, but there's a reason that people have those guys uh, where they have them in their relative depth charts. So you're only going to get so good, but it's still, I do believe it's going to get better. And I think, again, that's where I'm looking at what Tate did 10 carries three yards just nothing happening I think Tate is really effective with the good zone blocking he's used to it from Houston it's what we had during the first five weeks of the season I think without that you're better off with Weston Crowell because they plow forward more they push through harder whereas Tate I'm not saying he can't but I don't think he's anywhere near as effective when he doesn't have a good veteran zone blocking offensive line and that's what the Browns don't have right now and I think that's the biggest problem with Ben Tate is not he can't he can't do it unless it's a certain way and that's okay he was brought here with the intention of running behind a zone blocking offensive line but things have changed and I think in that manner you may be better off going with the plow horses yeah, man-to-man blocking is an entirely different run scheme than zone blocking, as you know. Uh, zone blocking, you know, is kind of like Da Vinci's uh, defense plan uh, from the, uh, you know, from the uh, old old days when you uh, defend a fort or a fortification with interlocking fields of fire. It's the same thing. You set up a zone where you expect certain guys to block within that zone, and then outside of that zone, somebody else is supposed to take over. Whereas with man-to-man blocking, you square up and you hit your guy head-on and you keep pushing that guy and you get that guy out of the way, hopefully without using your hands to hold his jersey and draw a holding penalty. You know, uh, man-to-man is more effective, but it also takes more skill. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just, I wondered what your thought was on that there. We'll see what they 
do as far as that going forward. But I mean, I think that's going to be a big part of it too. You got to continue to try to fix that. But I keep flipping over to the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you're going to have to stop that running attack. I mean, we look at what Jeremy Hill did last week. They've got guys that can attack the ball with the run. I'm not the biggest Andy Dalton fan, but they've still got some wide receivers. I mean, everybody is going to have to play at their highest level for the Browns to come away with a victory here. I think they can. Will they be able to go on the road and do it? Your first really true taste of what it's, hey, you want to play with the big boys? Well, here's the big boys. It's on primetime TV. I don't know if they're ready for the bright lights. I guess we'll find that out on Thursday. But I believe they can. Will they is another thing. Yeah, you know, this is a big test for them. And uh, you will see here whether or not they're, you know, just moderately improved or whether or not they're actually a contender with this game. And uh, a lot, you know, a lot of people talking about how it's the Battle of Ohio. That may be so, but it really is the battle for, uh, you know, who is supreme in the division. And, uh, you know, with the with the Ravens and the Steelers being on again, off again, on again, off again, on again, on again, off again, you know, it looks like, you know, believe it or not, Cleveland could string a couple of extra wins here and be in the driver's seat for the division. I mean, we were looking, my son and I were just looking at the division games left last night. Like, man, this whole division may tie each other in the division as far as their games won and lost against each other, you know? Um, they it really, I mean, it's that back and forth. We see the difference when Baltimore and Pittsburgh from one game to the next. Pittsburgh and Cleveland here. We're going to find out. First look at Cincinnati. First look at uh, that matchup there. And then they'll meet up again later on in the season here in Cleveland. And then you've got the one more on the back end with the Ravens still at the very end of the season. But it's very likely that most of these teams, you know, win three and lose three against each other throughout this season. So that makes these games the most important outside the division that's great but these are the ones that are going to matter the most and so there's your test right there go out there i think i want to say three divisional wins is the most the browns have had since they've come back i'm not positive it could be four but i'm almost sure it's only three i think and that was just recently in the in the recent history were they even able to get two in one season so that's going to be big that's it it's it's these teams against each other coming down the stretch well you know if you go back many many years to when the league was still a 28 team and a 30 team league and you had five teams in the division and, and you know instead of the four in each like we have now uh you know it was four games you know it was it was four teams you were playing against in your division, and it was eight games, and that was half the season. And if you were able to dominate across those eight games against your division, you know, you had a pretty good shot. Now, with only three teams in each division, it's only 40% of your staff. Uh-oh. Looks like we may have lost it anymore. It's become how well you do in your conference. Yeah, it's a big difference. You're right when you go for those extra couple of games because now from half you're now playing ten games out of uh, out of division. But then again, I mean it's it's still relatively apples to apples because your teams still play each other. They all play the same divisions when the you do the uh, the mix up of the scheduling. But yeah, I'm with you there. And you know what? Just sitting here looking. By the way. At the standings, Arizona, you and I have talked about them the last few weeks, man, looking outside of Cleveland for a minute. Uh, What a game the other day, and they continue uh, 
whatever whatever burned in them in the offseason, you know, getting double-digit wins and not making the playoffs last year, they're coming out with the vengeance here this season as they sit with the best record in the NFL at 7-1. and one. Yeah, they're my highlight. That's the that's the one bright spot in the in the season for me is that uh, my adopted second team is doing so well. Uh, and of course, anytime somebody beats Dallas, I'm happy. And they sit above Seattle, above San Francisco. Seattle, same record as the Browns right now, five and three through eight. San Francisco playing five hundred ball. Even St. Louis, those three teams, except for Arizona, all bunched up within two games of each other. There, the NFC now or NFC South to me, the opposite of the AFC North. Uh, all the teams five hundred or worse. New Orleans leads that division with a five hundred record. Uh, definitely, I would say the lowest of the eight divisions in football from what we've seen here uh new orleans just getting themselves to 500 there but we've seen them we saw them here in cleveland they are a completely different team at home and on the road carolina's been disappointing atlanta huge disappointment to me because early on they looked like they were going to get themselves together offensively and they've been in a bit of a tailspin lately now as they sit at two and six yeah, you know, I was uh, I, I was I was uh, messaging with OCU Manure during the off season, uh, you know, getting friendly with him from all his years in New York, and uh, you know, he was telling me how great the Falcons are going to be this year, and I haven't talked to him since the season started, and I usually don't, so <laughs> I'm just going to let things go their way and and try not to antagonize him before he takes me off his his uh, good boy list, you know. Yeah, and that's a, yeah, exactly that's another one that the Browns uh, have later on in the season. They've still got they've taken on New Orleans and Tampa. They've still got Atlanta and Carolina out of that South. Detroit still leads the North six and two. Philadelphia, I'll tell you, they've got to uh, they've got to sit tight now for the next three four weeks. No break for Nick Foles, so a bit on the closer end for a return. But their faith is now in the hands of Mark Sanchez for probably the next month going forward and. And on the flip side, losing D'Amico Ryans as well, a, a big shot at the division leaders in the NFC East. Yeah, boy, Rex Grind has to be kicking himself right in the head right now that, uh, you know, he's got Michael Vick and the Eagles have Mark Sanchez. I mean, that's just <laughs> unbelievable. I was I was telling somebody yesterday on the phone, I, uh, I got a phone call from a, a friend back east, and uh, he's not in New York City. He's in uh, central New Jersey, but we we're on the phone for about 30 minutes yesterday, and uh, he said to me, I would have never guessed it. And, you know, he said, I would have never guessed it that Mark Sanchez would be a starting quarterback in the NFL ever again. And I said, well, you know, that's why they call it the NFL. It's not for long league. And that's it. It really is. Whatever you think you know today, it changes tomorrow. Just like three weeks ago, they were they were filling out golden Buckeye cards for Tom Brady and telling him he could get fifty cent cups of coffee in New England. Now the Patriots sit seven and two. Nobody's got much to say about that anymore, as they just dismantled Denver and have firmly put themselves after the first half of the season as the cream of the crop in the AFC. I remember after after that ridiculous article we were talking about. A couple of weeks ago about is Tom Brady done I said just ignore the noise when this thing when the smoke's done they'll still be there at the end in the AFC don't listen to this garbage and clearly you see now as they've gotten humming putting some 50 spots on the board Gronkowski is getting going with Brady New England the cream of the crop so far in the AFC 
And I guarantee you, uh, knowing knowing uh, uh, Western Connecticut like I do, I guarantee you that the Eli Manning posters came down and the Tom Brady posters went back up in all those places like Mystic Pizza and Mystic Connecticut and uh, uh, the Donut Shop and Mystic Connecticut. All those Eli Manning posters came down and Tom Brady went back up because that part of Connecticut, you know, that, that, they kind of blow with the wind. Whoever's winning is who they root for. Too funny. And uh, you know what? The other teams up top, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. We've talked about the North. That entire division is over 500 and uh, and really cooking right now. Cincinnati 5-2-1, and one, six, uh, 6 and 3 for the Steelers, 5 and 3 for the Browns because they had the early bye week, 5 and 4 for Baltimore. That'll show you just in 2 weeks. One team's in first place, 2 weeks later they're in last place and it's going to continue to be like that. And when I said I could see a lot of these teams all finishing 500 in the division, looking at the divisional record so far, Pittsburgh's 2 and 2, Baltimore's 2 and 3, Cleveland's 1 and 2 and they've got the fourth one coming up here. Cincinnati 2 and 0 oh, with their first meeting with the Browns coming up here. So, obviously a lot right now Cincinnati's sitting at the top of the division, but very clearly you could see how whichever team wins 4 out of the six in the division is going to be the one to rise to the top because I could see everybody else play into a standoff there. Colts last night, we saw what they did offensively. I'll tell you, though, it just shows from week to week. One week they can show up and look unstoppable with Andrew Luck. The next week it's the opposite as we saw what happened with them just a couple of weeks ago. But last night they got the ship right. And, of course, Denver as well. Those teams, just uh, the the standout teams. But, man, there's a lot. Look at the parity in the AFC. Outside of the division leaders in the north, you've got one, two, three, four, five six or seven teams that'll be competing for the wild card all within a game of each other at five and three, five and four, four and five. Going to be a lot of, a lot of fun uh, competition for those playoff spots down the stretch in the AFC. Another reason the Browns need to win the division because that wild card is going to be a minefield for somebody to get. Yeah, no question. Uh, it's always much better to win the division, win your division, than be the fifth or sixth seed. But, uh, you know, I have to tell you, if you had said to me uh, in July that the Browns would be 5-3, and three, you know, halfway through the season, uh, I don't know if we'd be talking about Mike Pettin for Coach of the Year. That's for sure. But uh, you certainly got to put him and Bruce Arians up there as two of the better candidates this year so far. Well, yeah, a lot more. I'm I'm with Bruce Arians. I'm with you on that one. Let's uh let's see how the second half of the season goes before we add Coach Petton. But I do agree he would be in my conversation for sure. But yeah, you know, there's a lot there's a lot left to be seen. Doctor Football. It starts Thursday, prime time Thursday night football. Browns and Bengals under the lights. What do you think uh, happens here in this one? Do the Browns? Do they do what a lot of people uh, are waiting to see if they can do, or does Cincinnati continue to be the cream of the crop so far in the division this year? You know, I think the Browns could pull out a win if they play their brand of football and if they don't make any mistakes. Uh, you know, you'll you'll see you'll see pretty well uh, before the end of the game if they're in tune with what's going on and if they're playing a mistake-free game or as little mistakes as possible. If they're if they're keeping it close, 
you know, anything is possible. But if they get off on the wrong foot and, and uh, you know, the, the Bengals go up three touchdowns on them, you know, I would start to be worried about uh, that game. And then even so, even if they lose, they're still 5-4. and four. You know, they, they've had a great season so right. far. They've done better than anybody has expected. And I'm with you on that. You're still above 500, even if the game doesn't go your way. But I look back too. look back to the second one last year. And this was when the free fall was going on. And Jason Campbell went in the tank down the stretch and all of the, the things that just fell apart is remember that game. It was the most statistical abomination. It's just unbelievable statistically that the Browns defensively dominated Cincinnati the way that they did. And they lost by 21 points. Remember, they gave up. That fluke 31-point quarter. And, I mean, I'm saying fluke not as in uh, justifying it, but just it was crazy because I think they had less than 100 yards passing the whole game. It was the Browns' defense had turnovers. It was a hell of a game, and you lost by three touchdowns. It was statistically impossible, yet the Browns found a way to go out there and do it last year. So they have shown just a year ago that the defense can go out there and play with the Bengals. So we'll see. And Brian Hoyer did beat the Bengals at home last year. So the, it's not like we got to go back 15 years to show the last time they did it, but it's different on the road and it's a different season. So you got to go out here and do it again. Yeah. And that's the thing. Consistency. You got to be consistent. Uh, if they're consistent on Thursday, like they were on Sunday, uh, expect good things. Even if they wind up losing the game, expect good things down the stretch. And, uh, you know, I, I have to disagree with, with Charles a little bit because even though Petten's made some coaching mistakes, he's man enough to admit it. And, uh, you know, he's man enough to take it on in his press conference. And uh, oh. that's what a, what a, that's what a head coach who's a first-year head coach does. He's still I agree learning. With that. He's, le- he's not only learning how to be a good He's not only learning how to be a winner and how his team to be winners, he's learning how to be a good head man. And that's I, what's important. He's learning how I to be a good head that. man. I agree with everything you just said, but that doesn't make me vote for you for Coach of the Year. Bruce Arians is a runaway for Coach of the Year as far as I, as far as I can see it so far through the first half of the season. But that's why they play them half at a time. How many times have we seen years where a team's gone 7-1 and one in the first half and then went in the tank in the second half and, and all of that? So we got a lot of football oh, left sure. to be played. And I cannot wait to talk about it with you, Bill. Next Tuesday, we'll be looking back at Week 10 in the NFL. Browns and Bengals and all the good games coming up this week. We'll be focusing ahead on the next one for the Browns and so much more. So I'm looking forward to catching back up with you in a week. All right, Jay Rock, you be good. And uh, you guys out there in the chat room, you behave, okay? Stop acting like animals when the girl comes on, right? <laughs> They're crazy. Have a good one, Dr. Football. <laughs> and, of course, people can tweet with you at AskDrFootball on Twitter. That's right, and um, I will speak to you next week, J-Rock. Have a good one. You got it. My man, Bill Checkis, Dr. Football. Great conversation. Sit tight. Don't go anywhere. We're going to take a break. When we come back, Cavs, Portland, first of a three-game road trip, heading out west late night. 
basketball. I've been a while since I've I've been missing my late night baseball, my late night basketball. Got a little bit of late night basketball tonight. I'm going to enjoy this one, even if it does come right after we lost an hour on the clock. So it's going to feel like really late night basketball tonight. But I'm with it. I'm fired up. Let's preview that when we come back. Set the stage for tomorrow. Big show coming up and more. Don't go anywhere. Plenty of sports fix left when we come back. Final segment next. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of about a kid that's never played baseball. Throwing you the best sports commentary in town. The Sports Fix. Guys, want to take just a second as we head into this break and remind you about the official business printing source of the Sports Fix, our friends at Signs and Ship. Signs and Ship, I'm telling you, Chris and Pam, they've taken care of me since day one, and they can do the same for you. Whether you're a small business that's already been established and you're looking to grow to that next level and expand your business or perhaps you've got an idea that you just know is going to be a great business and you need to figure out how to brand it and how to promote it and put it out there signs and ship is the place for you if you need a logo they can create one for you they have a fantastic graphic designer business cards signs banners yard signs mobile advertising anything you can think of that you need to promote your business they've got it at signs and ship the best thing about them too is each of their locations whether it's the the home base here in Elyria, Ohio that I work with, or their spots in Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. It's all local sourced. Very important to me because we all understand that small business is the lifeblood of the community. So check them out, signsandship.com, or call Chris and Pam today, 440-323-6060, the home office in Elyria, Ohio. Signs and Ship, quality printing at affordable prices. It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back. No football? No problem at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. The excitement never stops. Every day of the week brings a different set of food and amazing drink specials. And now Fans, Harry Buffalo North Olmstead is the home for every UFC pay-per-view live on the big screens. Let's get it all! And let's not forget their mouth-watering trademark, the Bison Burger. They sure are good. Nobody does bison like Harry Buffalo. The perfect combination of healthy and delicious. Hey there, eat up, y'all. You this good church-going folk. Y'all deserve a little treat. What are you waiting for? Get to Harry Buffalo, just outside Great Northern Mall today. Harry Buffalo, Harry Buffalo. join the herd. Join the herd. Hey, this is Alonzo G. You're listening to the Sports Fix. Come on, kids. Welcome back to the Sports Fix live across the Sports Fix radio network. We're going to talk about those Cavs. They're playing some late-night basketball tonight. Talk about that in a minute real quick before we before we switch over that and wrap things up. A couple of things from football that I didn't get to last segment that I wanted to bring up. Did you guys hear about the, uh, the fan in Pittsburgh? And uh, not that I ever mind hearing about dumb fans in Pittsburgh doing dumb, drunken, disorderly things, but this guy's going to probably lose his job because of this one. A, a, an IRS worker 
He works for the IRS named Stephen Sapp uh, was arrested for drunken disorderly conduct and he was throwing the crowd dividers, the steel crowd dividers, and he hit a woman, knocked her unconscious at the game. So he gets arrested, he gets removed for dangerous disorderly behavior, <laughs> then he tries to bribe the cops, gets caught on tape, kind of like the underwear guy from the Cowboys, Randall, but uh, he gets caught on tape uh, offering to bribe the cops. He says, listen, I know how this works. How much money will it take to make this go away and let me go home today? Uh, well, now that the story has gone viral, the IRS found out about it, and they said that this now could affect his employment status as well. So, IRS doesn't take too kindly to people trying to bribe folks. There's uh, there's too much uh, too much irony there in that one. But yeah, so homeboy may end up losing his job because of that one. There you go. Don't be a Steelers fan. There was your first mistake. Don't be drunk and disorderly. That was your second. Try not to throw things and knock people unconscious. That was also a boo-boo. And um, don't, bribe the, don't bribe the cops. I think we've got that figured out now. Uh, I think the first mistake was just being a Steelers fan, though. We can start right there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, all the other ones were pretty bad, too. I guess you could have picked any of those to try not to do nothing. Don't bribe the cops. If you do, hope it don't go viral because you're probably going to lose your job. Uh, Adrian Peterson, I don't know if he's going to lose his job or not, but he's not going to go to jail. He has reached a plea deal this afternoon. He's going to plead guilty to a lesser charge than the initial felony child abuse charge that he has against him. He's going to plead guilty today. He may have already entered the plea sometime this afternoon to one misdemeanor count of reckless assault. Uh, then... It, it does say that the deal will be pled out as that reckless assault, and there are no references in the actual charge to family violence or violence against a minor, and that sounds like a technicality that they're going to use to try to keep him from getting suspended uh, from any football games. I can just tell by the way that's written up. I bet you we're talking some more about that this week. Uh, if the judge accepts the plea, Peterson's going to be put on probation. He will be fined $2,000 because that'll really hit him in the pocketbook with the $8 million or whatever a year that he makes. 80 hours of community service will also be tacked on to his penalty as well. Then it's up to the NFL and the Vikings to decide whether they suspend Peterson. He's already missed the first eight games of the season. Uh, after there is officially a charge, then it will be up to the league. Uh, the league is still going to punish him, but word is with it being a misdemeanor, that may give them the loophole to enable them to reinstate him and allow him to play. Uh, all those word is that maybe he may be forced to uh, surrender a significant portion of his uh, salary from this season and uh, as a fine towards the NFL. So I don't know. All of that still has yet to be worked out, but Peterson will plead guilty this afternoon. The, char uh, the charge will be modified to a misdemeanor. We'll talk some more about how that affects things going forward uh, from here. And uh, that's, oh, the A-Rod. <laughs> Did you hear about, I wish I had a secret. That's all I'm saying is I wish I had a secret that I could keep for a big celebrity, man. Uh, it's very valuable when you stumble upon those secrets. A-Rod, the, the word coming out in some of the court documents from his charges that his cousin was paid almost a million dollars to be quiet to just be quiet about what he knew about uh, Alex Rodriguez's steroid use. Um, 
He was paid. Obviously, the guy was the one hooking him up with the stuff. So let's let's be honest about that. He was also his dealer. But in addition to making the money for being his dealer, he's getting paid hush money on the top. A million dollars, man. I'm not saying I would blackmail anybody, but... I don't know, man. A million dollars would buy my silence. I can't lie. A million dollars would probably buy my silence. I'd be sitting here whistling Dixie, man. I can't lie. I can't. No. I'm just, I would hope I wouldn't, but it's easy to say that now. Somebody shows you seven figures, it's different when the reality's there. But, yeah, man, nice to keep a secret. Million-dollar bonus payment. You know, but he wasn't doing anything wrong. Because, you know, guys that aren't doing anything wrong – they typically go spend seven figures on people's hush money, and they they typically hide things to that level. <laughs> hey, Rod, I'm telling you. Can't wait till next spring when people are trying to make a rehab story out of him because you know it's coming. Tear him down to build him back up again. You know it's coming. Somebody. He's already working on the narrative of poor A-Rod who bottomed out and now he's going to, you know. And, and all of a sudden now, because he's a, a recovered steroid addict, he can hit 230, get three home runs and like 10 RBIs. And people will go, well, he's trying really hard, you know, ever since he kicked the steroids. And that'll be like a bonus. All of a sudden, being a bad baseball player will be like a pride stamp because it's A-Rod's proof that he's not using the juice anymore. I'm telling you, I can hear it now. It'll be, you know, feel sorry for A-Rod. He got off the gas, and now he plays like a double-A ball player who's 37 years old. He makes $140 million or whatever. Uh, all right, guys, enough with that. Cavs, Portland, tonight, late-night basketball, 10 o'clock tip-off, our time. Eastern Conference, or excuse me, Eastern Time. We do play in the Eastern Conference. Thank you very much. Eastern Time Zone, 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, LeBron Love Irving, uh, the Cavaliers doing their thing. First chance to take on a Western Conference squad here. First chance to go out on the road this uh, this season here. First of three coming up for him. Should be a good one. Hey, you got some some real challenges over here. Damian Lillard, he's had a slow start to the season, but he is tra- uh, traditionally a great three-point shooter. Last year, got his first all-star appearance. You've got LaMarcus Aldridge, of course, a double-double mach- machine. Uh, you definitely have some things to worry about. A tough start to the season. Trailblazers, if the Cavs win tonight, it'd be the first time in seven years that the Trailblazers have lost three of their first four games. They're going to look to stop that. They lost at home to Golden State the other day. Um, Be a good one. It should be an interesting one here. Early on, uh, Portland's had some trouble putting the ball in the hole. They're only averaging 96 points a game and giving up 95. I mean, they're playing, you know, that it's I don't even like looking at the average. Somebody said that to me yesterday about Kevin Love. It might have been my son. Said he always averaging 15 boards a game. I said it's 16 and 14. The average is 15. You can't give me averages after two games. We can't we can't do that right now. But uh Cavs meanwhile, same thing for them. Giving up 101, scoring 102. It's only two games. But Portland may not have the offense to keep up with the Cavs here tonight. We'll see how the Cavs do going out there on the road and uh Cavs, I guess this is an interesting little stat. Cavs have never started 2-0 on the road uh, during the LeBron James era previously. So what, what does that matter? Sometimes I like those, but sometimes I go, really? What does that matter? And now, anyways, we'll see. Uh, Lillard, LaMarcus Aldridge, a lot of weapons over there on the other side. Uh, Lillard's been day-to-day. With, he's playing, of course, but... Uh, 
Leonard uh, Myers Leonard not playing here. Joe, they've got some depth issues down at center. A couple of guys banged up for the Trail Blazers. 10 p.m. tonight, they tip it off. Tomorrow, Eddie Jansen from More Than a Fan Cleveland will be here to talk about it. We're doing some hoops in the first hour. Gary Waters, head coach of the CSU Vikings men's basketball team, he'll be with us. Vikings tip off the season a week from yesterday, Monday, coming up here. So we're going to talk to Coach Waters, Eddie Jansen, talking Cavs and the Trailblazers game. Doug Plagans from the Lake Erie Monsters will be with us in hour number two tomorrow to set you up for the next games with the Monsters. We'll talk about the two at home with Texas. Dan Wismar from the Cleveland Fan, he's here. We'll get his take on the Browns and Bengals, and we will preview the Ohio State Buckeyes and the big one with the Michigan State Spartans coming up this weekend. So we've got a lot to do tomorrow and then the the rest of the week as well. Like I said, we're all over the place with the slate of guests here. We're going to load them in and roll them out (laughs) all the rest of this week. Tomorrow, looking forward to it. Coach Waters, Eddie Jansen. There we go. Let's let's try that again. We'll try this here. Coach Waters, Eddie Jansen, Doug Plagans of the Lake Erie Monsters, Dan Wismar, the Cleveland fan, and me and you doing what we do tomorrow right here on The Fix. That's right, Bruce. If you haven't yet, get out there and vote because if you don't vote, then you can't complain about all the things worth complaining about in our government so get them bums out of there god i know it seems like you can't because no matter who we vote for the bums are still overpowering us no matter what we do but we'll we'll try to get them out of there one busted bum congressman and politician at a time uh, they're not all bad. We just have way too many bad ones, and they outnumber the good ones. Uh, that's the problem, you know. It's like, it's like any other disease. It's not all bad. Unfortunately, the disease makes the rest of it uh, not work as well as it should. So get out there, do your civic duty, and vote. Come on back tomorrow. That's your civic duty, Cleveland. Coming back tomorrow and talking with us here on the fix. Eddie Jansen, Coach Gary Waters, Doug Plagans, Dan Wismar, and you live, same bad time. Same bad channel, noon, here on The Fix. Thanks again to Jessica Evil Eye, and good luck to her coming up November 15th, UFC 180. She's in Mexico City. She's going to bring home the W. She said she's the queen of Cleveland, baby. Thanks to Jessica for joining us, and thanks to you guys, too. We love you, Cleveland. Go Cavs. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll see you tomorrow right here on The Fix. We know you tuning in the Bravo. Yeah, you hear me everywhere, but it's only one of me. Let me make that very clear. Yeah, I'm from that terminal. You can see the lake from here. Faith in my teams, we keep getting closer every year. But we got the king, though, so hopefully we overcome. Yes, I have a dream, and I know I ain't the only one. I'm uh-huh. Dale try to step my heart, but we brought it back. Thanks to Cleveland Clinic, now they call them kids the cardiac. Rock cars, science center, tower city, all of that. Warehouse district, Euclid corridor, and all the flat. You know that I'm a tribes fan. And I love sliming. Crockett Park's the perfect place for me to spend some time in. Baby, this is Cleveland. It is so much more to us. You can even go to Severance Hall to see an orchestra. In So much hate up in this